Hello, everybody. Uh, my brother and I would like to thank Chad Canfield from Canebula Records for providing the uh, intro music. Um, he definitely created a nice piece, and we uh, really appreciate it. And um, thank you. I remember Cool World was, that was a great movie. Well, there's the, uh, you know, that's the uh, art artwork for the, uh, for the game. So was the game good? I don't, I don't think I've ever played it. Okay. So, so, but I, I, you know, I've got it, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're recording. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. yeah, we're recording. We're recording. It's, okay. It's, we're going. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're watching right now. We're watching a screensaver on my uh, retro pie that's going through the, uh, cover art for the games that that I've got loaded on there. One of them was Cool World for the for the NES. So, um, and then you know there's some that come up where it's like Castle of Deceit. I'm like I I don't remember that game at all. So Monster Truck Rally though. Boom. There we there go. We go. That's, that's so, the one. It was a four player game because do, do you remember on the NES they had that adapter you could get where you could actually play four players on on the game so you could actually hook up four controllers atari 7800 fight night is up right now so. is that the one where it's kind of like the aerial view of the two people no no that's uh that's boxing on the activision <clears throat> which which uh which i've got that too so so you know all sorts of games you know so i like uh, keystone capers I, I was gonna say i can you know we can we could bring that up so you know as we as we sit here, you know, because this makes for great radio. Well, this is this ties into uh, um, last episode where we were talking about emulators. Yeah. So, so on the RetroPie, I've got. Um, well, actually, let's go. Let's go back. So, so I've got the RetroPie running on this little Raspberry Pi that's that's sitting here. Okay. And so that's why it's called RetroPie. So it's an emulator hooked up HDMI. You know, a couple of generic controllers. You know. So. Oh, so that's the USB Super Nintendo controllers. Well, it's like it, but these are like knockoffs. You know, this is some next brand. I mean, honestly, you can go on Amazon. You can buy like $100 USB controllers. But I found for like the old Atari and NES games, these yeah. work just fine. Well, what do you need? It? You just Because yeah. you want enough that you've got, you know, because it's got the two, you know, it's got the shoulder buttons. And mm-hmm. then it's got four, key, you know, keypad. And then it's got the, you know, the, the controller. Now... The only bad thing about the controller is it's a little hard to do the diagonals that okay. you could do with, you know, the old Atari yeah. joystick. Now, they make a USB adapter that I haven't gotten yet, and I'm probably going to get For it. For the old controllers? Where you can actually hook up the old Atari controller to the RetroPie. So That's cool. Just like there's an adapter out there um, for the, Atari, the old Atari systems that will let you hook up... Um, one of the old Sega Genesis controllers. So, because on on the Atari seventy eight hundred, it's this it's this weird rectangle shaped controller with a joystick on the top, but the buttons are on the side, and so it's really uncomfortable to play in your hand. Yeah. Well, someone developed a, an adapter that allows you to plug the Sega Genesis controller into it 
and so then you get still the two buttons, but it's a joy, you know, it's a pad oh, instead. So that's awesome. But what I wanted to show you, Mike, before we get a little further, we'll get to your Pokemon update. We'll talk about Euro Truck Driver, but yeah. I'm going to show you what I was working on the other night. This is just for you, so I got to find because um, I'm going to need my. So I've got this little keyboard for the okay. for it also. But so I'm going to go over to the Atari 800 emulator. Okay, I'm going to choose the Atari 800 emulator hopefully so i got a game on here just for you oh my gosh we're gonna bring up the 1984 activision version it's gonna take yes this is that's the that's the opening right there yep so just bear with it it'll soon it'll show up so maybe we can get the maybe i can get the volume up a little bit Oh, that's so cool. So I've got Ghostbusters working for you now, the Activision version. So that is awesome. You know, with the with you know with the the music and everything. So uh, don't know if we're we'll seeing it bounces because see the little bouncy thing. It tells you what words to say. Yep, exactly. So yeah, so it it's works. The, it's the small things in life. It is the small things. <laughs> There's something strange in your neighborhood. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. There we go. Yeah, we lost all uh, all, all listeners at this point. I don't point. blame them. So now, if I remember correctly, when you go in, you can pick the car that you want. I would always soup it up with the most expensive one. Yeah. So if we, um, so I got to remember the, because you got to press start. So and then it, it writes out on Ghostbusters for professional paranormal investigations and eliminations. We're ready to believe you. To form a Ghostbusters franchise in your city. Please state your name last first. So, and for whatever reason, it was. So, anyways, we'll. So then it's asking, so we put in Mike, you know. So, do you have an account? Not that I remember, but I would have to look for that code because I know I had a code for. So no account somewhere. No account. <clears throat> Come on. Come on. There we go. In that case, welcome to your new business. As a new franchise owner, the bank will advance you $10,000 for equipment. Use it wisely. Good luck. Okay, Ghostbusting Vehicle Selection. So it's a yellow screen. I mean, it's an awesome color yellow. It's like a puke yellow. Okay. By, by the way, folks, this is this is running on the Atari 800 emulator. Um, you know, this is a disc game. It was on disc. It came out in 84. You know, so, you know, right after, that would have been after the first movie, movie was the first movie. Um, Activision. Um, you know, Activision actually is an interesting case because out of a lot of the companies that were around in the 80s doing games, Activision is kind of one of the few that's, stayed in its not in its original form i mean it had a lot of it bought a lot of companies over the time but it's you know it's still around i mean you know activision is still producing games you know so so anyways so the ghostbusting vehicle selection you can get a compact car for two thousand dollars 
It was a bug, yeah. 1963 hearse for 4800 station wagon for 6000 or the high performance at 15000 But we only have 10000 so we're mm. not going to be able to get the high performance. To buy a car, press 1, 2, 3, or 4, and then return. Press space to view the cars. I'm thinking we go with... Uh Oh, man, I really want to go with two. You want the hearse? Yeah. Should we do the hearse? Okay, we're going to do the hearse. Okay. There we go. So now we got to buy ourselves some monitoring equipment. So there's there's three screens of equipment. So buy your monitoring equipment. And then if I remember correctly, it's capture equipment on screen two, storage equipment on screen, screen one. So we should probably get a PK energy detector. Would you agree? I agree. 100%. So, actually, I think it's your... Oh, wait. Nope, I had to press the button. So, so anyways, you know what? I'm going to let you drive. I'm going to give you the... You, you know, so... Then we're going to get an image intensifier. So, while he's doing this, it's putting the equipment on the car. So, we've got a view of the of the, the, the hearse, right? Because we, we've got the yeah. hearse. Okay. So, we got a PK energy detector, the image intensifier... And the marshmallow sensor. So now we got to go to screen two. Okay. On screen two, like, we've got ghost bait and then traps. And you've got to get traps. They won't let you go on without traps. And you got to get the ghost vacuum, which is helpful when you're driving around. I, I'd get, like, four traps. But yeah. I mean, I'm not telling you how to play the game because this was, this was your game. This is, uh, you should no. see him right now. It's like a kid in a candy store right this now. He's awesome. like excited about this game. So this is really cool. I'm so. gonna go down and get the ghost vacuum. Okay. That's gonna go on the hood. And I think that's gonna be all our all our credit. Yeah, we, yeah, got, we got 300 oh, left. Oh man. Well, yeah, no ghost bait. So no more traps at 600. Ghost baits at 400. We've already got a ghost vacuum. So I think we're gonna end E to end. Okay, so what happens next in Ghostbusters, it brings up a, a, a map of the city, and then usually there's one building that's flashing, and that's the one with some paranormal activity that's been been um, found. So as you go there, you, you're basically driving this, this hearse on a three-lane highway, and you know later on in the game there will be ghosts, and that will show up. But once you get to the building, so it's, you get you see this facade of the building, and it's, it's a... a, a you know paranormal that's up there but um you know i think it's safe to say that um you know the paranormal is is supposed to be slimer i think that's what it's supposed to be and then you lay a trap down you get your beams you, you move the two there's two different uh, ghostbusters you move them towards each other to to trap slimer i, I mean we're gonna say slimer i mean i i don't remember the original instructions if it was supposed to be slimer or not so but anyways then you go on to the to the next building. While you're driving, it tells you the city's PK energy because the key master and the gatekeeper are on their way to Zool. So oh, um, the ghost left. All oh, right, the ghost cool. left. Oh, wait, it's, it's it's back. Yeah, it's still blinking. There you go. There you got the ghost. So on the main screen, you also see a key and a gate. I think it's a gate. And so those are moving towards Zool. So, but as you drive along, if you've if you've made the path over a ghost, the ghost will show up, and you've got to use your ghost vacuum. Yeah, got to em. suck that ghost up. So we got a ghost. We got one ghost. We've made a thousand dollars. So you get money for what you capture. So if Mike's putting down another trap in front of some building. 
looks like some you know luxury apartment building you know uh oh oh and he got him yes boom so look ghost at, number two people ghost number two so we're on two ghost okay again we're back to the uh back to the main screen i guess is what we'll say which looks like the city i'm so, gonna go empty a trap yes oh he's gonna go empty a trap so that's what we're gonna do so so you probably hear the you know i don't i don't know are we picking up the a little bit yeah we are definitely picking up the sound do how about now do you yeah do you got it now okay next time we'll uh um, we'll put a feed into the recorder from the television so we can actually record the the music so I mean, this is eight. This is Atari eight-bit music at its finest, here, folks. It is pushing the heck out of what's called the pokey chip, and one of the oh, oh and we got another ghost. We got another ghost. As I explained, the technical advantages of the Atari mic is going after ghosts. The pokey chip in the Atari eight-bit was one of the better sound chips. It was a four-channel sound chip, so you could actually have four distinct channels of sound going on at the same time, and. Um, in the beginning of this game, it actually does a a synthesized voice, um, and there was there was actually there was a number of different voice synthesizers that came out for the Atari um, that you could actually you could actually get. Um, oh, it looks looks here, Mike, like you've oh you still got him. I thought you were gonna have to cross oh, the streams. So it's number three. Yeah. So we're we got three ghosts down. Three ghosts down. So. Um, so what were your biggest memories of this game as a kid? Oh, man, just zooming around, being able to construct my own car. And I think now, I mean, that's just something that happens in all games, is that you're able to kind of customize some of the features. And that was one of the coolest things, being able to customize the car. You didn't have just those set parameters that you had to play play with. Um, now it's just pretty much standard. You're, you, you don't have a game that you can't customize something on. Right, because as you as you earn the money in here, if I remember correctly, there comes a point where you're allowed to buy additional things for your car, right? Isn't it after the key master and the lock? Oh yeah, the you know the key master and the gatekeeper, not the lock, not the locksmith. Yes, the locksmith comes to open the gate. So, but um, yeah, the big thing is is you keep getting the ghosts. It 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 keeps the key master and the gatekeeper away from Zool. So the, you know, the whole thing is, is you want to be able to catch those, those ghosts, you know, Mike's driving around right now again. So his big white hearse driving down, you know, he obviously doesn't know what a lane is. He's driving right with the stripes down the middle of his car. I'm the so. ghostbusters. I'm a ghostbuster. Thanks. I don't have to abide by rules. I mean, it's cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ah uh, yes, yes. Let's bring out all of the, let's bring out all of the Ghostbuster. Oh, and he got Slimer again. Look at that. That's what number five. Yeah, number five. Look at that. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> so again, this is this is making for some. Yeah, I know really good radio. I'm sorry. Good radio here. So um um. Anyways, I I mean I could. I mean I could pause and stop playing. Okay, right so I think. I, I got to remember how to pause. I want to say it's the. Oh, I think I reset it. It's okay. Yeah, I reset the game. Sorry, oh, Mike. Okay. They did. I mean, in less than in less than ten minutes, I had already caught five ghosts and. 
Yeah, so it's, you know, but this this is the, you know, the thing about the the emulators that, you know, is, is great is you're able to put these games on there. And so these games that, you know, like you remembered the one, you know, Ghostbusters as a kid, you know, we can, um, you know, we can go down to another one here, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll play, we'll play another one real quickly. So, um, you know, let's, uh, oh, even had gremlins. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was really cool on how they had a lot of games that were based on movies. Yeah. So, you know, so we're, if we look at the, the Atari 800 list and, and I don't, obviously I don't have a lot, all of them on here, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ones, but you know, you had Archon, which do, do you remember Archon? It was like a chess type game. But you know you had to battle. Yes, it was like the character. It was like the chess game from uh, Star Wars. Or Star Wars. It, yeah, yes. a lot like that one. Yeah, it was was Archon. So that was kind of cool. You know, you you got things like asteroids, right? You know, basketball. Um, you know, uh, Batman with the best Batman. Yep, there was a Batman. You know, you've got uh, Berserk. Um, you know, you know, but then you even had so there was this. Uh, you know, for the Atari, there was this this. Um, project called apx it was atari program exchange and it was kind of like how the open source stuff is well i don't want to say open source because it wasn't open source but people would home programmers so people that didn't work at like a big company would submit their their programs you know games applications and all this to this apx and what atari would do is atari would take care of the cost of putting them on disc and mailing them out and putting them in a catalog and all that. And then people would get a share of the money from the sales. Not any different than what Google and Apple do for the Android and iPhone yeah. stores. But Atari had that back back then. Well, some of them, you know, some of these games, you know, one of them here, you know, it's called Bumpamov's Bump Dogs, which was, you know, a pretty, pretty popular game back then, you know. But, you know, people, you know, you know, you know, people talk about the, you know, the, I want to say the, how revolutionary the, the Apple store was, but other companies have done it in the past. You know, it's, you know, it's just take a, take an old idea and, you know, put a new format on it. But yeah, I mean, so these, these emulators out there and so, you know, kind of getting back, we're kind of all over the place, Mike. I apologize. No, no, no. That. We're talking so, about emulators. No, we're on we're on task. I think. Yeah. So we're talking about you know emulators, games, and things like that. I mean, it's, we're I think we're on task. Yeah. So, uh, so this RetroPie. So what I've got set up on here. These are the emulators that I've got set up right now. Now, this is by far not all the different emulators that are available, but you know it does take some some work. Some are really easy. Like the the Atari Twenty Six Hundred is probably one of the easiest ones to set up. It's it's pretty much load the retro pie, get the game files, it finds them, it puts descriptions in there, and away you go. The Atari 800 one, to get Ghostbusters, that whole emulator and getting all that up probably took me, I would say, a good week to figure out all the different settings and all really? that. Yeah, because oh, it's just wow. more complex. But just going through the ones I've got, I've got the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, and on that one... I don't have a lot of games. I've just got uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Legend of Zelda, some uh, Super Mario All-Star, Super Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario World. You know, the Atari 2600, you know, a little different. I've got, you know, like 400 games. I noticed that on there that he had the, after, after the end of them, there was one that said U.S., so were there different versions of those games in the uh, all over the world? There, there were in some cases, and 
the 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 NES is probably the the one of the better examples of that. Well, actually, the Atari was too. The Atari home computer because there was a lot of games that were released in the UK and in Germany where the Atari was probably one of the probably the most popular home computer. So there was a lot of games that were released over there. Some some came to the United States, but a lot did not. So, and that's another neat thing about having an emulator is if you can find those games out there online, well, you can play these games that, you know, in the 80s, you never had a chance to even get a hold of. But now you can, you know, you can play them. What was the reasoning for that? I mean, is there anything that's documented on why they did that? Well, I think a lot of it was in, you know, especially back then, it was just, it was cost prohibitive to send things across I guess, yeah. the ocean. I mean, e- even today, you know, you, you look at when Amazon announces a new hardware product or apple or or google it's not released all over the world at the same time it's you know released in different countries just because of you know the tariffs and the rules and you know how much it costs to ship things you know the same thing was back back then you know for atari you know they you know kind of there were a lot of ways like apple they they started you know atari was a california-based company just like apple was a california-based company they both started manufacturing in California. They both found that it was cost prohibitive. Um, you know, Apple moved to, I, I think Apple moved to China. Um, Atari moved to Taiwan, you know. But, you know, it was still, it was inexpensive to bring the goods into the United States. You know, we've all, you know, the tariffs weren't that high and all that. But shipping it to other countries was sometimes cost prohibitive. So, it might have been easy to get the hardware over to England and Germany, and in some in some of those cases, they produced different models. They weren't the same models that they produced here. And then, you know, the programmers over there, you know, programmed different software. You know, um, so you know, it's probably it's it's no different than today. There's you know the the iTunes store on on for iPhones, you can't get all the software in Germany that you can get in the United States. You know, you can get a lot of it, but not but not all of all it. of it. So makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. So there were sometimes different versions of the games. Um, you know, it just it, it kind of depended on what was available. You know, but you know, we've got the Atari twenty six hundred, the Atari fifty two hundred, um, you know, the Atari seventy eight hundred. You know, the Atari 800, which, I would, you know, that's what we were playing Ghostbusters on. So cool. You know, the Atari Lynx. And, oh, and what's I kinda, about the Lynx. And what's kind of cool about something like a RetroPie is the Lynx was a handheld system. So you can emulate a handheld system on here. Now, you know, you're playing it with a yeah. controller. Some of the games turn out okay. Some don't, depending on the orientation. Sometimes you'll bring a game up, and <laughs> because of the orientation, it'll be sideways. Oh. Because that's how it was on on the handheld. Yeah. Were they the first ones to the market with the handheld, or they were one of the first? They they definitely were. The Lynx was was out there. I don't know if it was the first, but it was it was definitely revolutionary. It came with the uh, you know unlike the original Game Boy, the Lynx came with a full full color display. It was all color. Yeah, it was all wow. color. Um, you know, I've got the Game Boy on here, so. Then I've got what's called MAME, and this is the I talked about this last episode. The you know it stands for Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator. So this is actually your video games that you found in. That's in awesome. Arcades. There were, you said there were different versions. Yep, and you know what we'll do is once I go through all this, I'm going to show you, so you can describe to the 
to the listeners the difference between we'll pick one game, okay, and I'll pick th- I'll pick two systems and the arcade version to show you the the, the difference. The difference. Um, I've got the Sega Mega Drive system on here, so I don't even remember you know, the that. original Sega. This was the the original Sega. Okay. Nintendo 64. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have a lot of games on here for that Do one. Do you have No, I don't. I don't think that's one of the five. Nope. Uh, just some Mario Kart. I, I was actually, what I was doing, speaking of different versions of the game, I was actually trying to load up all the different versions of Mario Kart to yeah. kind of, because what I was hoping to do was take screenshots and show the progression over the years all the way to, you know, what it is today. So. Man. And let me get out of here. The NES, of course. I got to tell you, this is the, the the Atari systems in the NES is what started this project. And the NES, I want to say, the whole reason I wanted to get it on here was I wanted to play Tech Mobile. I wanted... That's, a, that's, that's a great why game. I wanted to play it. So, um, Ports? I don't remember ports. Uh, well, ports, this is... Um, so it looks like the thing for like... A, yeah, so they've brought over... Um, Wolfen- yeah, I was going to say Wolfenstein. Yeah, Wolfenstein 3D. There's a, uh, there's a Minecraft version for, for the RetroPie. Um, and then this Lynn City that I've got at the top is a SimCity uh, clone. Okay. So, But anyways, so, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a game. i got to remember if I have it for all three. So as I... As I do it, yes. So I'm going to pick a game that I know you're not as familiar with, okay? Okay. And so I'm going to show you the Atari 2600, the Atari 5200, and the original arcade version of a game called Kangaroo. Okay. So I talked about Kangaroo last time. Yes, not Captain. Yes, not Captain Kangaroo. So so anyways, for those of you not familiar with the game Kangaroo, so Kangaroo is a a one-screen uh, platform jumping uh, game uh, along the lines of uh, really like Donkey Kong. It was Donkey Kong. But anyways, what it was is you're, you're a, a kangaroo mom and your baby gets kidnapped by a bunch of monkeys because, you know, kangaroos and monkeys, they live in the same spot. <laughs> and so you have to jump up all the different levels to get up to your, your kid. The arcade version had four levels. Um the uh, and I've only seen the fourth level once. I'm not really that good at the game, so okay. we're gonna kind of focus on the first, the first screen. So um, the Atari 2600 version I'm gonna start with had, I want to say three out of the four, and the 5200 version I think also had three out of the four. But we're gonna kind of show the difference in the graphics. We're gonna start with Kangaroo. I've got another game to show you after we're done with Kangaroo. Okay. Which we'll add in a Nintendo port. To show a little difference. All right. So, so anyways, bringing up the Atari 2600 version of Kangaroo. So, Kangaroo was an Atari game. Um, it was actually developed for Atari by a company called GCC, uh, General Computing Corporation. They did a lot of work for the Atari. I remember this game now. Okay. So, describe, Mike, what you're seeing on All right, the screen. It looks like it has levels, just like uh, you were mentioning for Donkey Kong. And you have to go up, uh, looks like these little stairs. And there were res- were those raspberries or strawberries? They're they're supposed to be apples. So I'm gonna play play the game. Okay. Okay. So he's he's hopping across one plank all the way over to a ladder to go up to the next level. He's going up, and it looks like that there there's monkeys throwing rocks at you from the side. So they're going up and down on the right hand side of the screen, and I think the left I saw one too. But so you're gonna have to oh 
You know, did you just punch him? I did punch him. I did okay, punch so him. Okay, so if you run directly towards one of the monkeys and you punch them, they disappear. They don't die. So now I'm up on the third oh, level. He's got the... Oh, you hit the bell. Oh, all right. Now he's going to go back up. He, he fell to his death, but that's okay. He's going up the ladder. Oh, just punched a monkey. He's going to go get an apple. And he's hopping over. He's almost going to get to the third level. Up. Oh. All right, we're on the third level now. You got... Are those going to disappear? Is that why they're blinking? He just hit a bell. There's a bell on the third level. Then he's going all the way up to the top to meet his little baby. So that's screen number one, just four levels. Now on screen two, Mike... Oh, wow. This, this is kind of a weird one to describe. There's... It's like the levels are broken in pieces as far as like the first level. So he's hopping up to, it looks like bigger stairs. And I'm really describing this horribly. Um, so he's jumping over to second level. You know how you break like floors and it looks like, uh, what's the best description for this? So it's like steps. They're like steps, steps going up. Yeah, so. those things, those floors things that get you to the next level. Yes. So, so I died again because the worst thing about this game is even on a on a step that's just above the the level you're at, yeah. If you, you miss it, oh. you fall to your death. So so it's like if you fell down the first step of the stair on going into your house, yeah, you would die. Oh, is basically how this works. That's horrifying. So, anyways, it's very blocky graphics, which you know, it, typical of the Atari twenty six hundred. Everything's kind of squares. You know, even the you know. I can't the, tell it's a. I can't really tell it's a kangaroo. It's hard to tell that it's a kangaroo. Uh, the one thing is that it's kind of unique about this 2600 game is it did have a splash screen um, that shows up and says kangaroo. Um, I have to say the the bell because there's a bell up on the third the third level of all the the, the screens. The bell does look like a bell. I got to give them credit on the bell. Cool. The the things being thrown though look it's just a square block. That's all it is. It's it's like. It's like you're watching the Pong. block from Pong being thrown at you. So, so 2600 version, 1983, very blocky. Did you call that a splash screen? That is a splash screen. Okay, why do they call it a splash screen? That I don't know. Okay. It's just that's I know the, the title. So that's basically like the title screen you mean, Exactly. Right? Okay. So, so anyways, we're going to exit out of this one. Okay, so this is 1983. This next one I will describe better. So now we're going to go to the Atari 5200 version. Of the game, same game, fifty-two hundred. Yeah. How many years later? Up, oh, same, same year. Same year. Yep, same year. Okay. So, um, oh, I haven't been in here in a while. And I'm having trouble with the uh, controllers. Of course, that would make sense, you know, because you know, we don't want any of this to go smoothly. Go smoothly. So. Uh, Yep, got to pick the right one. All 1982. Right. So actually, um, according to the copyright on this one, it um, it came out in 1982. So I picked the wrong chip type. So just hold. Oops, that's not going to work, Tom. You know better than that. Don't do so uh, what are you? You're selecting a chip type. Yeah. So so I'm I, the the thing you actually have to do on so the Atari 5200 is basically built on the same architecture as the Atari 8-bit computer. Okay. So, but there was different types of, of cartridges that came out. And so for the 5200, there was a one-chip cartridge, and there was also a two-chip cartridge. 
And so that's the number of chips that are actually inside the cartridge itself. Okay. And so you you can go out there and you know look online to see what it is, but honestly, I usually just hit or miss. So this one happens to be a two chip, meaning that it used more memory for the well, game. Oh, and now you have color. Yep. So, anyways, and it looks more defined as like actual trees that you're jumping up. Correct. Tree Did you branches. even know it was trees in the 2600 version? I had no idea. I thought it was just like uh, levels. Right. So anyways, we're going to play this version. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so the second level, describe the second level is steps. So the steps, again, kind of the same concept, but it looks like that's almost like a little wooden bridge that you're going across there. Or no, those are those are branches as well. Yep. So and then the third, the third level, you've got monkeys holding up a platform that you've got to hit to get your 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 baby kangaroo down while at the same time and then the fourth level is like a whole combination kind of like i want to say it's it's almost like a donkey kong jr type feel with the multiple platforms and stairs and so you could tell already so basically released at the same time but this is you know this is the 5200 version you also notice that it's got the you know uh, you know it's cycling through all the different you know um, stages while we sit here and wait for it, and I'm I'm trying to remember. There's a name for that um, on arcade games, and I'm drawing a blank. This is this has got to be one of our better episodes for uh, for information. Yes. For information. So, and those do look like monkeys now. Yes. So you can tell they're I mean, it's monkeys. It's not a solid color. Actually, I, I probably should have mentioned the 2600 was one solid. It looked like a pink color. It wasn't. I mean, there wasn't any other color, was there? No, I don't remember. Nope. It was just one solid. One solid color. So anyway, so that's the so that's the Atari 5200 version. So now, though, we're going to compare... Oops. We're going to compare these to the actual arcade game. So this was an actual arcade game because, you know, not every, not every video game that was released came from an arcade, but this one was actually actual arcade game came out in 1982 sun electronics was the one that released it um atari distributed it that's how they had the rights for it okay so atari didn't own the game but they had the distribution rights for the arcade cabinet and back then a lot of times if you had the distribution rights for the arcade cabinet you had the rights to to basically distribute the game for other systems okay so i i I think there was a version for the ColecoVision. I'll have to look that up. I think there was a ColecoVision. Otherwise, this might have been really just an Atari exclusive. So, so anyways, we're going to go into Kangaroo and MAME. Um, MAME is a pretty cool emulator because it does the actual arcade version. Oh, this is... Yeah, so... This is definitely by far um, a much better image. Better colors, better... Spl- is this a splash screen too? Yep. Okay. So anyway, so what MAME does is it, it brings up what looks like a just a, a real arcade machine. So in, you know, and so in this case, the, the trees are defined. And um, actually the monkeys are walking down the, the actual uh, trunk of the tree. Yep. And there's leaves. There's leaves on these trees. So anyway, so, so, you, look at, so you look at this compared to what was released at the time at, for home, Mike, and you know, you've got some detail on the apples. Um, you know, you've got details on the monkeys. They're multiple colors. You know, they're a, they're a bright pink and a, you know, and a light pink. Um, you know, the bell's got multiple colors. When when the kangaroo dies, as you saw in the, 
you know, on, on, on the screen, actually a little halo appears, you know, there's other, there's other, um, it looks like you can duck in this one too. Yep. Well, you could duck in the other ones. I'm just, you? Okay. I wasn't very good at it. Okay. So, so anyway, so what's kind of cool about MAME is, so you actually, you actually pretend like you put in coins and of course I always forget. So, um, so anyways, we're going to put in, uh, we'll, we'll play two players. So I put two coins in here. So grab your, I, we might have to switch controllers. I don't remember if this one handles two or not, but okay. we'll find out. So we're going to do two players. So here comes Kangaroo. Starts off with uh, your Kangaroo. Didn't notice there was a hole in the tree, and so he fell to his death. So anyways, and the X button on the controller is the, the punching button, Mike. Just, uh, okay. I found that out after multiple iterations of not having a clue as to what I was doing. So... But I'm up to the third... Third level, yes. Third tree. I'm just watching. I probably should mention this. Now he's hitting the bell, and he's going to punch him. Oh, you can't You I, can't jump on him. No, you can't jump on him. This isn't Mario Brothers, so... Oh, here, let me give you the controller. Okay, so this is this is player two. Yep, so now player two. Oh, you got an apple core being thrown at you. Oh, yeah, it's hard to get used to. It's okay. So, well, you, you got to remember, you know, it's not a... You know, it's not an arcade game controller, you know, I mean... So it's an apple core and not a rock. Yes. Okay. In the other games, it looked like rocks. Yep. You also notice that the kangaroo in this one has a bow tie on, so you can actually Let's see the bow ties. Yeah, there. you can. That's really cool. I didn't know if that was bow tie or headphones. DJ kangaroo. Ah. Oh. Oh. And I got killed again. So the now player two. Player two. I want to point out that player one, me, has nineteen hundred points. Player two is at a. Player two is at 500 points now. Got just took out two monkeys. So um, oh oh, and he got uh, hit by an apple core going up the stairs. That's not even fair. So I don't know how many people we have in this one. So oh, I took down that monkey. Oh, I got some cherries. Woohoo! Look at that. Now look he's on that. the second level now, and he's gonna get some more cherries right before the ladder. He's going down. Oh, more cherries. Then the bell. Nope, he missed the bell. He's more concerned than the prize. Yes. Oh, he made it to the top. I passed level one. I can guarantee you this is as far in this game as I'm going to get. So, But here you see level two. Now you can actually see that there are little branches that make steps. They're kind of tied together with uh, looks like vines. This is, yeah, this is very Donkey Kong Jr.-ish. Oh, you got it. He's got it. He's got it. Don't lose hope, people. He'll make it up to the fourth level. Oh, there's a... Is that a... That's like a gorilla. I've never seen that. It's Donkey Kong. Oh, and I got taken out, and my game is over. Oh, wait. I got to put in my name registration, so... Don't worry. It won't be saved, Mike, so... It doesn't save it? No. So, uh, player two, you got Players. a chance to beat my 5,800. You died. I hit the... Uh, Wrong button. Yeah, yeah, I hit the B button instead yeah. of the X. So, so okay. anyways, so this was a big thing, because you, you don't see it as much now, right? So, the arcade version came out first. Yeah. And then it was ported to all of these other systems. 
And, you know, and so they had to take some liberties, you know, the 2600 couldn't handle the a lot of the graphics, you know, so everything was kind of blocky, but it still gives you the feel that you're playing kangaroo, right? So, oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, the 5200 version had better graphics, you know, and, and so you see that. So now we're going to, uh, we're going to go on to another game to show you this okay. game. Most of our viewers should know this one. So um, we're gonna start with we're gonna start with the arcade version and work oh. our way backward with a little. Are you bit. going to this one? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So, so Mike, what game have I chosen? Uh, he has shown, chosen Miss Pac-Man. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna go to Miss Pac-Man. I'm. We're not gonna get into a lot of detail. I really just want to show you the difference between the arcade version. And the NES version, because I think there's a Miss Pac-Man for NES. Otherwise, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure there's one for that. So, anyways, I'll show you the difference between the arcade version and then the the other ones. So, so anyway, so the arcade version takes a second to load up. So you know, it's got the splash screen, of course, with Blinky, with Blinky, Miss Pac-Man with Blinky, with Pinky, with Pinky. So you notice the colors, notice their eyes, Inky. white eyes. They've got the, the blue spots on their eyes, you know. Yeah, and they move. Yep, they and move. Sue. Yep, so we've got all the movement. So, um, so Inky, Blinky, and Sue. Yes, Inky, Blinky, and Sue. So I'm going to let you play. So you see the, uh, you see the, the, nope, you can't press this button because it's like the arcade version. I haven't put any cone, coins in yet for you. Oh, yeah. So uh, put your quarter down. I got it in the car. Oh. I suppose we'll let you play for free today. Man, it could get expensive. So anyways, as soon as I... what? Okay. So you notice the sound, right? Got yeah. the full sounds, everything. So... All right. Let's... Yeah, so now we've got Miss Pac-Man going along. So... You know, the ghosts are fully colored. The uh, the maze itself is, is red... Red outline. Oh. The cherries have detail on them with the brown stems. The cherry, you know, actually has you know a white spot on it, like a, you know, I guess like a like a like you would see, you know, typically when cherries are are drawn. So, anyways, he got the the pill. He's chasing the 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 ghosts he oh. tried to eat a yellow one mike they they have to be blue, blue. i thought i was going to sneak it by yes. right at that point let's see so anyways but miss pacman her bow it's very very color very stylized you know it's not that blocky everything's kind of you know drawn pretty smoothly and and this is the thing that that people don't realize that you know so this game came out in the 80s in the arcade that the the arcade version could handle these graphics that today we kind of take for granted you know, on the systems that are there, you know, you know, you know, and it's, it's very easy to, to kind of go and think, oh, well, nobody could do this. Well, yeah, they, they could, but it was all on specialized hardware. You know, it was, you know, this hardware only ran Miss Pac-Man. That's all it ran. You know, it didn't run anything else, you know, whereas the RetroPie, you know, think about it is emulating all these different types of systems. So, He's still going. He's on level two. He's on the strawberry. The strawberry's got the you know the white little dots of the seeds on the strawberry. The green, 
green stem part on top of it. So um, looks like he might die soon. Oh no, he got the got the pellet. He's going after the the ghost. Oh no, he's not. He's just uh, he's just trying to stay alive, and he died. <laughs> oh, so close. So anyway, so that's the arcade version. So now we're going to we're going to go over to. Oh, here you go. Yep, we're going to go over to the NES version. Should have had this. Should have had this set up already. So I would go over to the NES version. Go through all the various games that are there. There is a Miss Pac-Man for the NES. So we're gonna bring up Miss Pac-Man for the NES. Same company made it all the whole time. Namco. Yep, Namco did. Uh, Tengen actually made the the NES version. So Miss Pac-Man comes up. Not as fancy of a start screen. You know, you, you you picked all these oh. options, and you'll notice right away on here they couldn't fit the screen the maze into one screen. Yeah, this is weird. So it actually scrolls on the NES. So in order to get all that detail that you had on the one screen, they had to make it scroll. You'll notice that the colors are different on the ghosts. The ghosts aren't yeah. necessarily the same colors. One's kind of a burgundy. So a Ron burgundy. Yeah. So yes. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you'll notice, you know, a little different. But, again, people didn't care because they were playing this Pac-Man at home. And the graphics on this are better than the next system I'm going to show you. So. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa. But it does make it hard as you have to scroll through yeah. the various screens. So, anyways, we'll go on to the next We'll go on to the next version. That, it's still fun. Don't yep. get me wrong. But I, I, the arcade version is definitely better. Yeah. So now we'll go to the Atari 7800. So. Now this is your favorite game. Yes. This is my favorite version of the Miss, of Miss Pac-Man. So. So uh, the, the 7800 recreates. In a lot of ways it recreates the start screen of the arcade. With uh, showing all the different ghosts. Oh, wow, it's really crammed on here. That's the thing, is, you know, you see right away why the NES version, because these came out roughly the same time, but the NES version had to cram, the, you know, do the scrolling because it was hard to cram that all into one screen. You know, things are a little more little more blocky. The ghosts aren't as finely drawn, you know, it, but it, the, you actually, have everything on the same screen. The response is better, actually, with the controller, I'll be honest. You know, but, it, you know, again, you know, nobody really cared about it because it was, I got to play Miss Pac-Man at home. So, you know, regardless of what it looked like, you know, it was kind of irrelevant. But you'll notice, you know, the 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 maze walls are, are more blocky. You know, the colors are kind of washed out a little bit compared to the arcade version. Um, you know, and so you, you died here. I'm going to show you one more version. So, so that's the 7800. Wow. Okay. Now we'll go to the Atari 8-bit computers, okay? So the 8-bit had probably a better graphics chip in it than the... Well, I shouldn't say better, but it had a, a similar type of graphic chip. So, but you'll notice it's it's kind of the same way as the the um, the NES version. Okay, and this is the one that the Ghostbusters is on, the 800? Yep, exactly. The, okay, the Atari 800? Yep. So, oh, this looks kind of cool. Yep. So it's all all on one screen again. 
Oh, but she moves slow. She moves slow on this one. Yes. And and this, by the way, this has nothing to do with the emulator because if I brought out the cartridge in the actual system, it's this slow on the cartridge in the actual system also. So. You know. But the ghosts are truer to their colors on this one. You know. Um... Cherries are all green. All green. Yep. There's no color to the no color to the to the fruit. You know, so it's it's definitely a difference. You know, each of them gave you a. In some cases, you got different amount of lives. Lives. So, the maze was was all the same. The one thing I gotta say is that all of them kept the maze pretty much the same. The Atari version, though, you know. Blinky is red, you know, he's not, you know, he's not burgundy in this one. So, um, you know, you know, the ghosts react the same way that they, they do in the arcade version. So that was duplicated, you know, again, we've got the green cherries going on. I'm not sure I'd eat them, <laughs> but might be a little bad. Yep. But again, you know, you know, it's easy to criticize it, but at the same time, you were playing the arcade version in your house, you know, and that's what I, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, we forget that, you know, it's easy to, to look at the games today, you know, and go, oh, well, they're so much better. Well, no, they're, they're just different, you know, but, you know, you don't have the arcades that we had, you know, nobody, you know, people aren't necessarily going to an arcade and seeing a game for the first time. So imagine you went to the arcade, you and saw that Miss Pac-Man game, and then you were able to bring it home. That would be, you wouldn't oh. necessarily be disappointed. No, you that'd know, be awesome. Right, exactly. So now you don't even have to go to an arcade. You can, you don't even have to go to the store and you can just. Yeah, I mean, you can play. You Ms. can just download it. Yeah, you can play Miss Pac-Man on your your phone for all you you know for if you want. So, so anyway, so that's where kind of where we're at, you know. Um, that's awesome. You know, so but it's really kind of cool to see the the vast difference in were they around the same year? Yeah, all those all uh, all those Miss Pac. Well, I should say the NES version was probably a little little later. Which you think about it, it's like, you know, but again. You know, the limitations, you know, the limitations of what they're able to do with the various machines determines how the it's game gonna is going to look, you know, and, and that's where, you know, it, it today, you know, you get something like an Xbox One. It's just as powerful or going to be able to do everything that you can do in an arcade machine. You know, back then, the arcade machines, these were custom machines built to just play Miss Pac-Man or just to play kangaroo. So then the programmer had to then try to cram all of that stuff into what he could do on the system. Well, the Atari 2600, it was built basically to replicate Pong in your house. That's what it was originally written. And, you know, the, the technical details behind it, it couldn't have, if there were so many different sprites or objects on the screen, things would start to flicker. Um, programmers have they had to they had to manage the actual scan lines, you know, on old televisions yeah. when you had the scan line. 
they had to manage the scan lines to create different characters. So they would turn pixels off on the alternate scan lines in order to generate the characters. That's why you see lines through some of the characters or some of the walls on Atari 2600 games because they were because there was no function to do some of the things they were doing. They would do it just by, well, I'm going to turn off the pixels on this scan line, but on the next scan line, those pixels are going to be on. And so that's how you they would generate some of the characters. Oh, that's but cool. But that's why you get the lines lines through them um, it's also some of the flickering as you have two characters on the same line well the, the the underlying hardware didn't accept it so you had to mess with the scan lines again to to have those characters so on that's the why some of them would disappear exactly you know now the atari 8-bit computers had a whole had a whole set of different things built into the hardware to handle basically what it's what's referred to in a lot of ways is player missile graphics okay so you got a player you've got missiles and you've got you know other players that you're shooting at okay sometimes that missile you know is just it's not you know don't think of it as always everything being a ship shooting something it's just that's the description you know okay in pac-man pac-man's a player the ghosts are missiles okay okay that's you know they're 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 trying they're the opponents that's trying to get you exactly but the the atari 8-bit the atari 7800 the 5200 the nes and everything going forward built on that to allow you to control more characters to control more colors to control more of what was on the the screen okay so you know you look at miss pac-man today on the nintendo switch it's hard to tell the difference between miss pac-man on the switch and miss pac-man in the arcade Oh, you can, you can get the you can get original games like that on the Switch. Yep, there's a Miss Pac-Man for the for the for the Switch. It's in the, the oh, so it's the NES version. Yep. It, oh, uh, no, no, it's, it's actually the arcade version. The arcade. Uh, it's in maybe it's not Miss. Uh, I know Pac-Man's out there, but I know uh, Miss Pac-Man you can get on the Xbox. I should say the Xbox. So you can get Miss Pac-Man on the Xbox. Well, it's not an emulated version of something from a previous console. Okay. It was, you know, developed for the Xbox One. It looks like the console, or the arcade. It looks like the arcade version. That's really cool. Well, it can, because they've got the horsepower. I mean, you think about it, it's kind of a waste of the horsepower of the Xbox One to be running, you know, Miss Pac-Man. But it's it's just a progression, you know, and and things are, you know, going to get... I I, I don't want to say better, because it's not necessarily better. I mean, quite honestly, there's some games I'd rather play on the Atari 2600 over games that are on the Xbox One or the the Switch. You know, but gaming's gotten different. You know, just like now, the big thing is virtual reality. You know, you got Oculus Rift, you got the Sony VR, um, you know, you've got the, you know, the Halo lens from Microsoft. Yeah. It's just a different way, you know. In the open worlds. Exactly. You know, um, you know, that was something that, you know, the old home computers had somewhat, in some of the games, like, you know, you had pinball construction set where you could create your own pinball machine, you know, or, you know, you had um, war game construction set where you could try to recreate different battles throughout history. You know, that was probably the closest yeah. open world that you had on those. You know, then you get to the next level where you had things like SimCity, you had Civilization, which kind of came out in the next area. Well, now you've got games that every week you can get a new download or a new update from the manufacturer that adds in, you know, additional levels or additional 
tracks or additional mazes or you know it's just it's it's it everything can be updated real time that was a fun game by the way yeah so mike's looking gauntlet at just uh popped up. Sorry, yeah, gauntlet, gauntlet popped up so but yeah that, uh, that is you know really tapper you remember root beer tapper yeah so that that, was... that game was cool in the arcade because you actually had a tapper mechanism that you had a pull to to pour the uh well in the, most arcades it was root beer yeah. originally budweiser had the rights okay. for that game so let me show you i'll actually show you that so let me i'm going to bring up the the arcade version as i get the controller around all the the wires. microphone so anyways so anyways i'm going to show you that so it's actually an interesting one we're all over the place but that's fine anybody who's still on can just deal with this so so anyway so this is the the original tapper um, that had a an actual tapper mechanism that you had to use to fill up the the uh, the the bottles. Okay, so when you bring it up, you can tell on the splash screen. Bally Midway did this game, but as you can tell, you know it it it's got a Budweiser symbol on the actual mug itself, and then um, in a second you'll actually see. Hang on, let me let me start the game. So So you've actually got Budweiser, Budweiser up at the top. So there was two different versions of it. One was with Budweiser and one was with, with just root beer. Because people complained about the beer being displayed in arcades where kids were. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, you know, so that's another, you know, so that's another game. But that one, you know, the fun thing about that one is it actually, in, in a lot of the cabinets, it had an actual tapper mechanism that you had to pull down to fill the root beer or, you know, the mug, right? You had to pull yeah. down to fill the mug. And then, you know. Um, that is awesome, actually, just to know that there was a Budweiser version. Yes. At some point. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, today, you know, you think about the games on on computers in that you know uh, well well we're still here <laughs> so uh you you okay yeah i'm good okay <laughs> we had a little technical difficulty but that's okay yeah we'll uh. just uh we'll just start back at one so but what were you gonna say so so anyways um you know y- you think about it today you know Back then, they complained about Budweiser advertising on a rip your tapper game. You know, today, you know, you got Grand Theft Auto where people are, you know, basically hijacking car, you know, or carjacking cars and hot wiring them, and you and know, soliciting prostitutes and things like right. that. And it's like, well, now you're upset because someone put a logo for a beer. Right. Exactly. So. Um, yeah. So things have, you know, so things have definitely changed. Changed as far as that goes. Wasn't there on a side note? But it's kind of the same. Wasn't there a version of like plaque invaders? There was. So we can actually. Which was like a crest or a Colgate. So, so there wasn't. They they never. I don't think they ever put their name actually on it. I'm trying to find it now. I know I, I know I've got it. I'm gonna go through all the, all the emulators. That's back on the 2600. So, while you, while you take care of. Uh, Putting your microphone back together. So, so anyways, we can the go microphone down. Microphone stand fell. 
So we can go to Plaque Attack. So, so there was a game Plaque Attack, but it was it was made by Activision. So you actually, uh, it, it was in a lot of ways it was like Space Invaders. Okay. Um, so Activision came out with it, 1983. So you're basically a uh, um, you're a tube of toothpaste. You've got four teeth on the top. First level hamburgers are coming in. You got to shoot the hamburgers. You know, basically protect the teeth, protect the teeth. You know, it's kind of a genre that, you know, you saw in a lot of these, you know, especially in the 2600, you know, a lot of, well, let's take a game format that works. In this case, Space Invaders type, Galaga, Galaxian, you know. Okay, so I moved on to the next level. So that was hamburgers. In the next level, we got hot dogs, right? So got to keep the hot dogs away from the teeth. You know, you don't want to rot out the teeth. You know, keep the plaque away, you know. You know. So there was no brushing. I'm just shooting. So this is teaching you that you don't have to brush your teeth. No, you just got to shoot. Just yeah. Shoot the, uh. Yep, you got to just shoot things with, uh, toothpaste. So the third level, as I get onto the third level, what do we got next? I forgot. Oh, french fries. That's right. French fries. Now, one one of the cool things with this game, though, is if you notice, Mike, is... Oh, I lost a tooth. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't even... I mean... They one, don't give you an option. I mean, like, one touch. Yeah, one french fry, and, and you're done. I mean, quite honestly, if I'm a kid, I'm scared out of my <laughs> mind to eat french fries at this point because I'm going to lose my teeth. Because, number one, it kind of looks horrifying anyways because there's only four teeth on the top exactly. and four teeth on the bottom. Right. And there's spaces. Well, I'm down to... Now, this one gets me. Really? Strawberries are going to cause me to lose so, my teeth. So oh. Natural sugars, they'll get you any every time. And the thing is, is you got to be careful because you can't just keep shooting because you will run out of toothpaste. Yeah, because uh, the actual toothpaste roll is getting smaller. Or uh, toothpaste tube, it's rolling up, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, which kind of is a cool, it's a, you know, cool little feature of the game, you know. Oh, I earned an extra. You get, you get points earned, for as much uh paste as you have left for as much for the for the amount of paste you have left yes. yep this might be my last level the cherries might be my last level yes because unfortunately you don't regrow teeth so oh, i did i got one extra i did i think at uh 2500 points i got an extra tooth okay oh i'm down to one tooth one tooth what's next after cherry donut see now this makes sense. Yeah. All of a sudden, this, oh, the sound went away, came back. Something tells me that one of those, oh, it's going to it's gonna swing in to the, at the very last second. Oh, look at that. I got another tooth. Well, if you only have to have one tooth to, to basically protect. Oh, candy canes. Basically. Oh, the candy canes are going to, they're going to be the death of me. They're going to rot those teeth. Exactly. That, yep, you got it. Yep, I'm I'm down now. Wait, it's still letting you fight. Well, that's because you know got got to protect against gingivitis at this point. So maybe you can gain another tooth by getting. I don't think I got enough though. Nope. So I'm over. So anyway, so yeah, so that was plaque attack. Okay. By Activision, so another you know Space Invaders type game. And if you think about the the Atari 2600, you know, um, you know. 
the games were kind of, you know, in a lot of similar genres, okay? So there was, um, you know, there, there was kind of like a, a Pong-type games, you know, kind of like combat there, you know. Then there was maze games, you know, we'll put, you know, kind of Pac-Man in the maze-type games, you know. Then there was the Space Invader-type games, you know. But everything was kind of in the same same type of genres, so... Oh, it looks like I missed out on the ice cream. That was the next level. Next level was ice cream. Yes. So, yeah, well. um, you know, hey, you know, I, we didn't eat ice cream. Well, actually, you know, actually, I should be able to eat ice cream without my teeth because you can just gum it. So yeah, so it's good. I exactly. Mean. So, so anyway, so we kind of took people, you know, on a on a, you know, hopefully, hopefully it helped a little bit. You know, I, you know, if anyone's interested, you know, go out, you know, go out to the RetroPie website. You know, it's R E T R O P I E. Um, you know, uh, look up, you know, look up these old games. Um, you know, it's, it's fascinating what was out there. You know, I think they're still fun to play. You and know, it just brings back memories. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, they're nostalgic. You know, uh, you know, it used to be the tagline that Atari used to, you know, have on their commercials. Is, have you played, have you played your Atari today? You know, and so, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of neat. You know, I'm, you know, a lot of these games I have, you know, in the original cartridge you know, we talked about that yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago. You know, but what's kind of cool is I don't have to put the cartridge in. I don't have to find the the console. Um, you know, just, you know. It's all in one. Exactly. Now, I saw online. There, there's portable versions, right? That you can get. Now, is that an actual factual thing that I saw, that you can get a portable emulator kit or something that you can use like a Lynx or a... Well, you can, you can build your own. I mean, it, it you know... Uh, um, I, I actually have a small three inch screen that fits on top of the the pie. Okay. But uh, you know you still you still have the controllers then that are kind of out there. Okay. But there are people that have taken where they've they've three D printed cases and then taken the buttons and that off of you know even the controller like this just taking the buttons off you know and underneath the the controller is just a wire it's actually not that hard. So you can just put it up into the 3D printed case, and have your three-inch screen on top of it, and, there and you go. have a portable version of it. That's and awesome. And then the the nice thing about the Raspberry Pi actually is, you can take you know those battery chargers that you get for your phone. Yeah. Put one of those on the Raspberry Pi, and it'll stay it'll stay working for days. So. Wow. So yeah, That's, I okay. I haven't gone that crazy. I've just got it hooked up to you know the 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 television See, down here so i might i might get that crazy someday but um but yeah i mean it it can emulate all sorts of stuff i you know i haven't played around with you know the the ColecoVision or a television i haven't done anything with um you know the wii there's a gamecube and a wii emulator on there um you know haven't played around with that you know i'm using just some some basic controllers you can actually take your xbox wireless controllers because they're Bluetooth, and if you have the blue, you know, with the newer version of Raspberry Pi, you've got Bluetooth in it. You can actually hook up the Xbox One controller and use it on your oh, Retro Pi. Awesome. So, for me, it was just you know these USB controllers work work Man, just for fine. such a small little device. It's got so much power. If right. you Think about it. You know, and so basically, you know, it's a you know it's a whole uh, little box of the 1980s all wrapped up. You know? Yeah. So when if you said you can run other emulators on it, correct? Like you know, PlayStation, PlayStation yep. Two, probably. And yep. So um, yeah, there's all sorts <laughs> of different 
ones that are out there. You know, I kind of pick the ones that I, you know, kind of my favorites. But you know, eventually I'd like to get more on them. And the and the nice thing is, is the games aren't that big for the older systems. You know, it's when you get to the newer systems that the, you know the games start taking up a lot of space. But it's uh, you know, it's a fun little project. You know, I recommend to anybody who you know loves retro computing games to yeah to do definitely one. make one of those. Yep. So, anyways, uh, getting back to more modern games. So. Where are we at with Pokemon? What level are I you at? On still, I I could probably tell you because we've friended each other, so and I've been sending you gifts, so so he he's a little lacking on gifts back to me, but that's okay. Oh no, I sent one back to you. You haven't opened it. Oh, I wait. Did, no, wait. Hold did on. I open? I might have opened it. I'm so. on level eighteen. Okay. And I'm about two thousand points or whatever level points away from uh, nineteen, level nineteen. Cool. So I am on. I'm still on level. I'm still on level thirty. Um, I'm about halfway there to five hundred thousand. So I'm almost at two hundred fifty thousand. So I've got. Uh, I've got three friends. You, um, uh, my friend Tom, and then uh, actually I'm friends with a Jesuit priest that's over in Rome right now too. So. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Padre SJ is his uh, oh. his handle. So, uh, so him and I are on there. So I've got. Uh, I am going to send you a gift now. So I've got three in here. three friends. So yeah, I don't have any. I've used up all my gifts. So I haven't, I, I haven't been getting the. I haven't been getting them as. Uh, now, do you you get those from stopping at the, the Poke Stops, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. So, anyways, uh, yep, you uh, you opened my gift. So let's see. Uh, I'll go into. Oh, you sent me a gift. I just saw it. So again, this makes for great podcasting well so. the, i mean here's the thing is that pokemon go is going to be relevant again. i mean it's 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 been relevant but it's going to be more relevant again especially with that new game um that's coming out with for the switch um it's the pokemon game that i saw that all oh, works po- with your your yeah. app yeah it's the one where you you actually can get a little ball device that you can throw and through the motion detection i think it it actually generates the the actual throws, which is kind of which is awesome. cool. But think about it now. Now here's the thing. So Pokemon's been around for a while, you know, and there's been Pokemon games out there for, you know, well the the original Game Boy had a had a Pokemon game if I remember correctly. I think it I think it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, did. Um, you know, but think about the craze now. Just you know, and I think Pokemon Go did this that you know. The movie Detective Pikachu that's coming out. Oh, that looks you know, so I saw cool. the trailer for it. You know, Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice of, of Pikachu. I saw the trailer. You know, normally I wouldn't be excited, but I'm like, I saw the trailer last night because we saw, you know, we saw Ralph Rex the Internet, which was which was pretty good. So, um, you know, I recommend everybody sees that. It's it's kind of cool. I I think, you know, um, the way Disney Pixar did the whole representation of of the internet and all that when ralph gets to it you've, you've got to see it mike okay you've got to i go, really want you've to gotta go see it so i'm I not really enjoyed the first one yeah so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk anymore because i'm not gonna ruin it you know i think it was you know the, the storyline was a little predictable in, in 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 my mind um you know but it it flowed and overall i think it it, it was it, it's it's kind of neat to see you know the original wreck it ralph was really focused on the 80s classic retro video games you know and all that you know this one is you know now um you know it's 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 six years later and it's you know it's now you know the whole internet is 
is, booming. is you know so it's it's kind of neat to see the 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 difference there but that's where i saw the trailer for <laughs> detective pikachu because it was before the the the, the movie it, it's it's kind of i mean I mean, it's a story, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's kind of like a Dr. Doolittle story, right? Where, you know, yeah. he's the only one who can hear Pikachu, you know, just like Dr. Doolittle was the only one that could hear the, the animal speak. But, you know, I think it's funny how this, how Pokemon's gone from being this game that the nerd kids would play on the playground or not even on the playground. They would play in the basement of their homes because they were afraid yeah. to show anybody that they were playing that they Pokemon. Decks of cards, yeah. Right, you know, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like my daughter plays D&D with a bunch of friends over Discord, the 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 gaming chat app. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, you know, I would have never thought about playing D&D or well, if I mean, if I did in high school, I would have never told anybody that I was doing it whereas they're out there right, you know, in the open and you know, and these are football players and swimmers and you know these are what we would have considered the jocks the jocks you know so um you know so to see pokemon go now be you know they made a movie out of it and it's like and and everybody in the theater knew who pikachu was and they knew who an eevee was and you know and there was a i think a, uh, a dragonite was up there and someone yelled, oh look at that dragonite and you know and it's like you know this is kind of kind of cool that you know people understand right you know you know because you think sometimes that yeah you know i i know it because you know i'm kind of a nerd or a geek or you know and all that you know i mean uh you know at the same time i know who steph curry and the golden state warriors are and yeah i follow football you know and all that but i never thought there'd be a movie involving pokemon go i i never thought pokemon i shouldn't say pokemon go pokemon i saw I saw it was like a little blip on on Facebook about you know that there's Poke, uh, a Pikachu detective. I thought it was a joke because there's so many of those fake trailers out there now, right? That people construct, which yep. is cool. So I was like, all right, let me give this a whirl. So I watched it. and I was like, wow, that's it's got to be legit because that's Ryan Reynolds' voice, <laughs> right? Exactly. And I looked it up on IMDb just to make sure, and yeah, it's a thing, right? Because <laughs> you think at first that it's not because it's like, oh no, they they're not going to make a movie about. Well, well yeah, and why would they make call it? Detective Pikachu. They right. were just called Pikachu, or right. I don't know. It, it looks really good, and I'll 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 go see it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I think that that movie. I you know, and I kind of like that. It's you know, Pikachu has to help him. You know, um, you know, and it's you know, you know, you see him in the detective hat and all that, and it's like, well, this is kind of cool. So, you know, but that's what. You know, but I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because if you think about it in the 80s, right, there was on Saturday mornings, it was um, Super Arcade Friends, I want to say was the name of the cartoons. And there was Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and, you know, Q-Bert. And I think there was even a, a, a Centipede one, if I remember correctly. It might not really? even be Centipede. So you, you had these, you know, these cartoons that were out there. You know, I mean... Pac-Man had his own song and and um, you know books you know there was books and you know I've got I've got Pac-Man books around this house and yeah you know and I've you know I've got the Pac-Man 
fever song on original vinyl oh, and all that you know so so i guess I, I i shouldn't be surprised but it i but at the same time it wasn't as you, you still kind of had to be a geek to know that what pac-man was whereas now it's like you know you mentioned pokemon and everybody knows yeah what everybody pokemon understands is. like exactly what you're talking about yep so yeah, Mike keeps watching the. Uh, it's it's distracting. I see see strawberries just taking away teeth. Right, right. I've, I've left it up, and the, uh, uh, the 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 screen is just going through kind of a gameplay um, of the uh, of the game. So it's kind of like a screensaver, you know. The original version of screensavers where the games would just go through the versions of the of the the. They just keep the leaving. Oh, gonna, last tooth gone. Yep, so. it's gone. And oh, I don't know. He oh, cause see, he earned. Lots of teeth. I don't remember earning that many teeth. Did I earn? No, he's got 16 teeth. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Still not as many as an average human actually has. But No, and there's big gaps in between right. those teeth. So. Still looks unhealthy to me. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's called plaque attack. Ooh. RDS plaque. Exactly. So anyway, so you're still enjoying Pokemon Go? I still enjoy Pokemon so. Go. Um, it frustrates me sometimes when... Uh, they get out of the Pokeball, but that's okay. It happens. I did have to make my first purchase the other day. Did you? Yeah, I had to. There was a, uh, gosh, what was it? It was, uh, it was a where is the werewolf one. Okay. Uh, it was, I had never seen it before. I had no more Pokeballs, and I was stuck in a location where I couldn't just up and go. Yeah, I, I, and I, I know like, it. You know what? All right, let's just I've do done this. it. I mean, you know, for a buck, it's like, you know, buck here, buck there, you know, I mean. I mean, I didn't have to do it, but it was just like, well, right. why not? Now, I'm still I'm still capturing and catching ones that are I've already caught. Yes. Now, that's the way of getting experience points, correct? Well, experience points, plus that's how you get enough candies then to evolve them. Okay. So each time you, co- each time you collect. The unevolved Pokemon, you get three additional candies. If you collect an evolved Pokemon, you get six additional candies. Okay, so I should probably start evolving some of mine. Yes. Okay, because I probably and, have enough. And you can trade them to the professor, and each time you trade. So what I do is I'll take the one that's at the highest level. Okay. I'll keep that one, and I'll trade away all the lower ones. So I get all the candies, but I don't have to use the candies to... I don't have to use the candies to increase their their hit level. Okay. I can just use the candies then to evolve them. Oh, okay. So that's what what I've been trying to do. But, yeah, and then the the thing is, is you're going to still want to try to, you know, especially at, you know, at the lower, at the lower levels. I, I don't do it as much anymore. Like, I, I won't, I won't go necessarily after the Caterpies and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're first starting out, those are great ways to, do a lot of evolving, get your experience points up, you know, and you can get that that quickly adds up. So, yeah. whereas when you get to the higher levels, it's like okay, I'd rather collect a higher level Pokemon than just get fifty points, you know, fifty experience points because fifty is you know, when you're looking at a number of five hundred thousand experience points to the next level, it's you know, it takes a little longer. Yeah, you're like oof. Exactly. Well, it's taking forever at this level. Yeah. Well, just uh, I've been working on you know because I'm at two hundred fifty thousand out of out of five hundred thousand. So it's uh, yeah, it's taken me a, a little a little while. So 
But um, yeah, so you know, in the, the the Pokemon's like like right now, I've got a Dragonite that's at at three thousand, right? So um, you know, you get to that to that point where you're not going to have anyone at that level. But what I was kind of talking about, I'm going to see if I got an example here. So just scrolling through. Okay, so I've got right now, I've got one, two, three. I've got four Cubones. Uh, okay. Okay. So this one, this guy's at 838 combat power, 769, 389, 386. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to select the three low ones. I'm going to say transfer them to the professor. That's going to give me three Cubone candies. That way then I can go into him and I can just evolve him now that, uh, well, actually in this case I've got 125 candies. But I'm going to evolve the, the Cubone because it takes 50. But I didn't have to use any of those candies to bump up his combat power. And the higher his combat power when you evolve him, the higher it's going to be on the other side when he comes out. Oh, cool. So this one then, the, the Cubone um, morphs. or morphs. Does he look different then? He evolves into the Marowak. And he's already at 1531, and um, he's pretty much at the highest highest level he's going to get. That's cool. Yeah. And the, so then I'll get, I think, uh, yeah, 500 experience points for evolving. Okay. So I try to keep getting enough so I can evolve them, but because that's 500 experience points. Later on, I may just transfer that guy away to the professor because I don't necessarily need all of them. So, because I'll keep the, you know, definitely the top ones, because when I battle in a gym, I want. Yeah, the top. The top ones. But, but that's what, that, that's how I played. I don't. And I need to battle in a gym sometimes, so I'm going to do that. So, and I, and I don't know, Mike, if that's the best way to do it. It's just, it's worked out. You know, either way, at, at the end of the day, it's just fun. Right. To play, and that's all. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, whether, you know, I evolve the right ones or whatnot, or if I win, like, a, a gym battle. It doesn't matter. No, I it's mean, just fun to play. It's just it's fun. It's right. just a, it's a nice distraction for, you know, the Oh, exactly. Day. Like, hey, let me take a look and see what's going on. Like, if I'm on a break at work, like, hey, what's around here? Yep. But, um, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, there's people higher levels. There's people lower levels. You know, I, I think the cool thing is, is they've kept it that someone can join now and still have fun with the game. Because sometimes, you know, after a game's been out a while, it's like, well... I don't want to join because I'm going to be far behind everybody else. Right. So whereas this one, you know, whether you're at level one or you're at level 30 or level, I think the highest level is 40, you know, you're still out there collecting Pokemon, going to Pokestops and, you know, and you can still win at the gyms. I mean, I've seen a lot of gyms lately with, you know, low, you know, lower hit point Pokemon defending them. So it's like, you know, I think, I mean, I, I, I like what they're doing because it keeps it fun for everyone. So, and I, and I think this, quite honestly, I think this could be the future of a lot of gaming, especially on mobile devices. Yeah. You know, and then the tie-in to the Switch and the Wii and, you know, and then you got the movie, the advertising. I, I don't know. I think Nintendo and, and um, Nintatic are... Niantic. Niantic, thank you. Are onto something with with this. Well, yeah, because they had that other game we'd mentioned before. Oh yeah, d- you played that, right? I'm trying to. Oh, Niantic. It was. 
Uh, I'll remember for next time. Yeah, but you know, because because I, I remember that it was it was a similar it was a it was a, a scavenger game. It's gonna and, bother me if I don't. Look. Okay, so you're gonna look it up, but I remember it was a scavenger game, and it it actually from from what I I read online, it's where they they got a lot of the experience that they used to then build the Pokemon game, and so then they went to, you know, and and said, well, we want to use the Pokemon characters, you know, and um. And you know, and built the game basically on top of, and and, and I'm drawing a blank. I, Ingress. I, Ingress. Yes. But they used all that data that you guys gave them from playing Ingress and all of the maps and all of the mapping details and how to do positioning and GPS. All that was from Ingress was basically put into the Pokemon Go game. But they realized they had to put it in something that more people would. Apparently, it's for the. Uh... I'm gonna check it out. So I'm gonna check out Ingress because I never I knew people that played it, but I never really did play it. Um, hold on one sec. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah. So, anyways, I, you know, I think Pokemon Go and games like that are gonna be the future. I, I don't know if necessarily all the future, but I think I, I think tying multiple people's devices, you know, giving them something. You know to do because I mean I you know uh, you know you're you're in downtown Chicago and you're playing Pokemon Go and there's Pokestops and everything all around now. You know at the same time you know there was all complaints about you know people uh, you know watching their phones and not watching where they were going and you know things like that. But um, you know I think they've solved some of that with this new adventure mode that they've got where you can actually you know collect your steps without going into the the app itself so yeah because there's a new one that just came out ghostbusters oh really which yeah, is, is similar thing so you go around and you're um i haven't i haven't really played i just kind of have gone through it just briefly but you go around the same way and you can either have the the vr mode where you can look around your world and see and move your phone oh, that's or you cool. can just do it the way that um they have in Pokemon Go where it's like you, I, I usually just do the actual world where it's kind of the animated background. Sure. But um, yeah, then I have to just make a character and log in and I can go hunt ghosts. Well, that's kind of cool. I have to look at this. So Ghostbusters World. I Yeah. I think I might play that one. <laughs> I mean, I like Pokemon Go, but you But know. It, it's really cool and it's just it's one of those things where I, I had seen it the other day and I was like, you know what, let's just download it, see what it's like. I haven't really played and you can be... Well, it kind of looks... You know, I'm looking at it right now. You know, you've, you've got... Uh, who is that? Beekman walking around there. So Beekman, yep. And then you've got... What's her name? The receptionist. But you can be either the female Ghostbusters or you can be the male Ghostbusters. Oh, that's cool. But it, it looks like the... You know, the the map there looks awfully familiar to... It looks... I wonder if... You know, and... Uh, I mean, I wonder if Niantic is in on that one. Are they? Or do you do we it know? Di- it didn't say on here. Okay. Um... I was just curious because that that looks an awful lot like, you know, the map in. Um... But I I had seen it. I was like, oh, this is to-. it. It came up on. What was it? I don't think it, it wasn't game of the day or app of the day. It was something that popped up that kind of flagged me to say, check this out. I know there's a. As weird as this may sound, there's a Garfield one too. It is called Garfield Go. So it was... Um, and you oh. use... 
it's the same thing. You go around this world and you find candy stops because it's the trick or treat episode. Okay. Where he's dressed in the, in the costume, so you go around and find candies. Yeah, so it's um. Four thirty three, is the is the, the company listed in the app store for it. I mean, it got good reviews. I mean, it, it got four point five out of five stars. You know, the reviews are saying. Yeah, I mean, they're saying that it's not. You know, they're saying it's not a just a knockoff of Pokemon Go. You know, so I will have to try that. So, you know. I mean, oh, that's what it was. I was looking for, speaking of which, what we played tonight, Ghostbusters. I was looking to see, honestly, oh, if there was a version on iTunes. Because, you know, sometimes I'll take a look at old right, games. Right, exactly. And I'll say, hey, you know, maybe they came out with a version. And that one was the first one that popped up. So I ended up just downloading it because I was like, this is... This is really cool. Well, and it is because, I, I mean, you think about Ghostbusters, that was, you know, kind of, you know, the game that you were playing. You were driving around New York City, you know, yeah. trying to collect ghosts. Well, that's what this Ghostbusters world is yeah. is like then. So Yeah, and, uh, and then bef- before we venture on to something else, but there was another, there's another, there's a Walking Dead version too, so if people like to hunt zombies. And, and I think that's cool because not, you know, not everybody's going to necessarily be into Pokemon Go. You know, or, or Ghostbusters or Garfield right. or right exactly like I probably skipped the Garfield one but the Ghostbusters one I I think is pretty cool so awesome well we've kind of been all over the place now you know we uh it'll be I think it's good what is the topic that we want to cover next week do you think I don't know I you know I think we'll you know why don't we just surprise our listeners, listeners? we'll come up with something unique and different um. You know, I think uh, you know definitely what we'll do is we'll we'll you know we'll feed in the audio better from yeah from the retro pie. You know, maybe get some some game sounds in there. You know, at least put that in the the background if we're going to talk about an individual uh, game. Um, you know, uh, you know I think we'll you know maybe we'll continue down that path. Talk about some of the retro games. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I think that's good. Cool. Well, uh, you are Tom, and I am Mike. Awesome. 